Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum. I'm so glad to be here. And I want to thank uh, the Dobson family right off the bat for allowing us to play some of Smith Dobson's music and an amazing song called Body and Soul. We are going to be talking to you about your bodies today so that you can live a happy, healthy life. So um, my co-host, Carol, is going to take it away. I am here. Thank you. And you know, I'm all about recap, (laughs) as people learned from listening to us last month. So I'm going to recap a little bit. You know, our show last month, Dr. McCollum, was about weight loss resistance. And it led us to this whole um, long discussion, good discussion about cellular inflammation, which is actually a result of um, toxin overload in the cells. And we talked about, at that time, the top three toxins, mold, heavy metals, and glyphosate. Uh, And since that time, we've had so many people, so many patients asking us a lot of questions that they have about heavy metals. So we decided today that that is our topic. And it's, I think it's very important to spend some time on this um, as it relates also to cellular information um, so that it's better understood because a lot of people have some misinformation and confusions about them and what they can do. So my questions to you today are, <laughs> what are they? Where do they come from? What effect do they have on our bodies? And most importantly, how do I get rid of them? Well, that's... Uh some great questions. I wonder where you got those. <laughs> <laughs> we worked on it together. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Don't tell anybody. I won't. Okay. So, um, yeah, what are heavy metals? Well, basically, heavy metals are any substance, um, and they're, they're heavy metals are heavy metal compounds that have negative effects on the body. So many times we get trace um, elements and trace metals from just about everywhere in life, and right. as long as they don't accumulate too much... Um, they're not going to have a huge effect on us. The problem is when we get an overload of any of them to an extent that it's going to affect our health. Last week or last month, we talked about our bucket and our bucket of toxins. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the straws that break the camel's back. Finally, that last little bit of toxin can throw you into a severe um, dysfunction, disease, a disease process. And, And those are what we really want to pay a lot of attention to. But Let's pick. Uh, let's just take one of the heavy metals right off the bat, and that would be mercury. Oh, my favorite topic. Yeah, right. yeah, and and you know, just I guess I can relate my story because I believe people my age, and I'll be sixty-two on Monday. I'm older than you. Are. <laughs> I'm on no medications, <laughs> and I'm very healthy. But when I was a kid growing up in the Bay Area, you know, mercury was one of the things that you sought to get. You know, I remember getting my 10 cents allowance and going down to the five and dime store and buying these little games that had mercury in it. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. Yep. And I'd break them open and get the mercury and I would collect it in uh, like a little glass vial and I'd take it out and play with it in my hand. And, you know, I thought it was very cool. Little did I know how uh, dangerous it was. Uh, Well, you know, I did the same thing, only it was with a thermometer, Mm -hmm. being uh, born and raised on the East Coast. But I can remember, I I guess a thermometer, I guess, broke or fell or something, and we would break it open. And and just like that, we would take the mercury out, and it would have little balls, and we'd be fascinated by it. Or even in the dentist's office, you know, they'd let us play with it a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I was the uh, youngest of three, so who knows what my brother and sister did, because I was always <laughs> getting, you know, told to be eating this or eating that. <laughs> but one of the things that happened to me is I, um, I remember when I was in first grade, and uh, I was a very, you know, active kid. I loved nature. I was always out chasing butterflies, and, and I thought I was going to be a scientist. But um, I remember making a C backwards, and my teacher 
saw me do that and immediately flipped out and said I had some kind of learning disability. Hmm. For the next several years, I was thrown into uh, you know special ed and special reading. Um, I think it did more harm to me than good. <laughs> but what I know about mercury now is that it does affect um, the brain. It does get into the brain. It loves being in the pituitary and hypothalamus glands that are in the brain as well as the rest of your body. You know, I'm not here to go into the controversy on whether or not all of this is something we need to argue about. I yeah. can just tell you personally, I had such difficulty learning to read at that point. I remember when there was a blind boy um, named John, and um, he could read better than me with his fingers in the circle time than I could with my eyes. Wow. And, and that pretty much drove me into the ground, and, and it was devastating. After that, um, I was about 10 years old, and I fell out of a tree. I was watching a Cal Berkeley football game on <laughs> Tightwad Hill, and the branch I was sitting on broke. And I fell down, and I ended up having a severe injury to my back. I, I was, had to be carried home by two friends. And, um, you know, the, the doctors at that time, I was in the 60s, they thought I had a sprain strain, and I was on medications for the next 10 years. So all of these accumulated toxins in my body, um, a lot of them we know drive the, the heavy metals deeper and deeper into our brains. Right. Oh, well, there's just so many things. I mean, we, we've talked about some of these too. For me, um, I had no idea until you told me about the mercury that was in contact lens solutions. And, and I was a contact lens where, oh my goodness, um, probably from the time that hard... Hard lenses came out all through the soft lenses, so it must have been easily over close to 30 years, over 20 years, and every day, you know, that contact lens solution, so I can only imagine how much mercury I was accumulating in my own body between that and the, the dentist office, and we talked about this, so I think we both had the same number of fillings in our mouth, right. <laughs> being in a similar age group. Yeah, I remember, uh, I kind of liked the fact that my grandmother took her teeth out at night, so I thought, you know, what the heck, I, might, I don't have to brush my teeth that way. <laughs> so I had uh, so many cavities at the time, though, that uh, so many fillings and mercury fillings that it just complicated the issue. And when we were kids, when you cut yourself, your mom or dad put something called mercurochrome that's right, that's right. on your hand, and that's mercury. So some of the other sources of mercury that you know, we are probably aware of, but of course, is fish. And, um, you know, it's really interesting. I picked up the uh, Freshwater California Fishing Regulations book the other day at uh, one of the local stores, and they have uh, several pages on all of the different lakes and rivers in California, and they talk about you know, what you can't eat. Oh, great. And they basically says, say, if you're a child between 1 and 17, that you basically don't want to eat any fish out of these, um, like black bass across the board for any kid, uh, 0 or 1 to 17, you shouldn't have at all. And if you're a woman, 18 to 45, in childbearing years, they don't want you to eat any, any of this either. Um, you know, for instance, the San Joaquin River, you know, they, they only want you to have up to two salmon a week, servings of salmon. So a serving Please. of salmon is about the size of your, the right. palm of oh. your hand. And, of course, men can eat some more. But I think it's just pretty devastating that what's happened to our waterways is um, so, so terrible. Not only the freshwater, but the oceans, the fish mm -hmm. in the oceans we can't eat either because of the amount of mercury in them. Right, and you showed me one, I think it was the Lexington, because that's uh, over there in Los Gatos. Yeah, it was actually the whole... Um, and you read something from that that I think it would be really interesting for people to hear since this is an official document. Yeah, it's actually the, Guatemala, the um, Guadalupe Reservoir area, which is, I just drove through because I was coming back from San Francisco, Alameda Reservoir, Guadalupe River, Guadalupe Creek, um, all of these areas there in Santa Clara County, it says, because of elevated levels of mercury, no one should eat any fish or shellfish from these bodies of water. And, and how many times, I, I know that when I drive over the hill, how many times do we see somebody, you know, with a fishing rod in the water? It's just, the scariest part is just the age group. 
you know, and it, and it's that younger age group that tend to be hiking and and walking around all these different, you know, water areas to get exposed to this kind of thing. Yeah, and you know what's also interesting is I love to backpack. I've been doing this my right. whole life going up into the Sierras and it's as bad in some of those high uh, lakes up there. One of the reasons mercury is so high is in the gold mining days, which is, you know, 107 or 125 years ago or however long it was, um, they used mercury to extract the gold out of the mines. So that mercury has been in those lakes for, well, I guess it's 75 years, yeah. you know, a long time, however long the math is. Yeah, I mean, I, I was with some friends, what was it, last month um, over there in San Jose, and I had happened to look up, do a Google on the, the gold mining when you told me about the mercury being part of that. And, and here's the Quicksilver mine in, uh, in the Almaden area that is, was the largest mine in all of California. And then it went on to say that about 30% of those mercury mines that are sitting under the ground between San Jose and Los Gatos, 30% are on private land. So they can't even map them. Wow. It, it was just, and then of course I was at a friend's house saying, oh, I'm putting in this lovely organic garden right behind my house. And she's right next to the Quicksilver mine area. I didn't have the heart to tell her to go get a soil sample. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And yeah. you know, we know that, uh, you, you could pick each individual toxin, whether it's a chemical or a heavy metal, and they all have specific um, symptoms that they can create in your body or conditions. But we know that we've got a potpourri of a lot of them. But for instance, some of the symptoms with uh, moderate to chronic exposure to mercury could be anorexia, numbness, paresthesias, you know, numbnesses in the hands, headaches, hypertension, irritability excitability, depression, immune suppression. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on, even up to tremors, um, psychosis, manic behavior, um, autoimmune disorders. Yeah, and I know a lot of the people come into our office are, have autoimmune disorders. Right, and how many of, of these people have been misdiagnosed um, well, and think they have some other disease or illness because it has a similar symptom and have tried so many different things and don't feel better because really underlying it is this is this whole area of heavy metal poisoning. Yeah, and again, we know that the, the heavy metals love the brain because it's fat and, right. and toxins love to be, you know, stuck in fat. <laughs> and there we go when, you know, a lot of times you're told it's in your head. I guess it is. It is, <laughs> So, um, you know, and of course, there's the Mad Hatter. Yes, I was, I was just thinking that when you were talking about it, because even though it's, it's a serious topic, it is, a, um, in a way, I, I, I was thinking about all my years living in Silicon Valley, close to the Quicksilver Mine area, and uh, probably was suffering from Mad Hatter syndrome at times and didn't even recognize it. I just said I had PMS. <laughs> right. But, but some of the symptoms are exactly the same. Yeah, and it, it was named that, by the way, because of in the days that the hat makers were right. using mercury and other co compounds to get the hair out of the hide so that they can make their hats. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to step away for a moment and... Um, We'll be back in just a couple minutes and we'll continue with our, lead. And we'll talk about our next favorite one, lead. <laughs> lead. Are you living with sciatica? Have you tried everything from physical therapy to surgery? Have your nerves been burned or have you been injected with everything from pregnazone to Demerol? Good news, there is a way to fix your sciatica. In my book, New Hope for Sciatica, I'll show you little known methods that will help you get out of pain and get your life back, including what most doctors overlook when evaluating your unique sciatic condition, how to reduce the inflammation in your body and the biggest roadblock to getting out of pain, and much more. Go to newhopeforsciatica.com to order your book now and access special bonuses to help you feel better fast. That's newhopeforsciatica.com. Sciatica, S-C-I-A-T-I-C-A. And go to newhopeforsciatica.com. You're listening to McCollum Wellness Radio.
Carol Montgomery, and I'm back here with Dr. Duncan McCollum on our heavy topic today, which is heavy metals. And we've been talking about mercury, um, and specifically, we're talking about what are these things called heavy metals. Uh, we're focusing this right now on mercury and lead. Where do they come from? And we've talked about a number of different uh, environments, literally, that they've come from. Uh, including fish, the quicksilver mines. Uh, we've talked about fillings and contact lenses. But uh, also, more importantly, how they affect our body. And Dr. McCollum, you went over a number of symptoms of mercury poisoning. I think, uh, I know you wanted to get into generational toxicity and, and glyphosate. So I'll let you take over from here um, and we'll talk about lead. Yeah, so, you know, lead is uh, probably the second, um, and not any particular order, major one for us to understand. And I think we've all heard about lead paint and these type of things. And it's kind of like since we heard about it, it's not in the news as much now, we think it's gone away. Yeah. But it really hasn't. In fact, what's uh, very, very uh, important to understand is that lead goes down four generations through your mother. And now they're even saying seven. It's amazing. And your 96-year-old mother's sitting right over yes, here Yes, I know. This. She's sitting here. Mom, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so lead is stored in the bones. And then when the mother is, you know, picking up all of the best parts of her to give to that baby, that lead is uh, reabsorbed into the bloodstream and passed through the... Um, to the baby through the placenta and and the all the umbilical cord and stuff. So this is a major thing because when some when the children are developing, that's when lead has the biggest effect on their body. The brain, the brain from one to seven developing causes uh, with mercury will cause excuse me lead will cause the most damage. Mm -hmm. And as long as we catch it and get rid of it quickly, your the damage may not be permanent. But the longer we have it, the worse it is. Um, I was at a seminar the other day talking to my, um, my, one of my mentors, Dr. Daniel Pampa, and he was saying that, uh, and he was, he was interviewing another expert in um, heavy metals, and he asked the question, well, is it true that the firstborn gets the bulk of the lead? And that's, uh, that was pretty much affirmed that a lot of times uh, since uh, the lead has not been reabsorbed out of the mother's bones yet, that a lot of times the firstborn is going to get the biggest exposure of lead. It may not be 100% of the time, but most of the time it is. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, yes, especially since I am the firstborn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. That. You didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's sitting right over there. <laughs> I guess it is a good... Okay, Mom. <laughs> I guess I am glad I'm the third one, even <laughs> exactly. though I got picked on. I got picked on terribly. <laughs> but some of the sources of lead, of course, is the old lead pigmented paint. I think up into the 70s, we were still using lead paint. Batteries, car batteries, um, people that are in the uh, smelting industry that doesn't sound like a lot of people are, but s soldering. Even Ayurvedic herbs have lead in them. And, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know, what's really kind of, a, uh, it's really sad, but the the a lot of the china um the the stuff that comes from china especially right. a while ago the makeup that would be inexpensive that grandma might buy the little daughter for five dollars all these um different types of um makeups they are filled with lead and the, the little girls are putting this on their face and it's getting absorbed through the skin into the body yeah and i'm thinking of course the halloween with all the makeup sold over Halloween and the amount of it that's coming from China. Yeah, it's terrible, you know. And also, um, ceramic, foreign ceramics has a lot in it. Um, fuels. I worked for an automotive department for nine years before I went to chiropractic school. And uh, that was in the leaded gas days. And we did tune-ups and brake jobs. And so... There was, the cars were running all day long, and that air was l filled up with leaded um, fumes. So I sm smelled that and absorbed that for years, and that gets stuck in your body. It gets stuck in the brain because, again, your brain is mostly fat, and it loves to, be, um, it loves to hang out in the fat areas of the body. Uh, fishing, um, 
is also very you know fishing sinkers artists with paints my mother was oh, a my was an, an artist back in the day you know and whenever I'd go get ice cream out of the refrigerator I'd put my or freezer I'd put my hand in there and come out with a glob of of oil paint on my arm because she <laughs> put her palettes in there. Oh my but, gosh. but, you know, my point is it's just we get it everywhere. In the municipal water up in, uh, for se- up, I think any house built before the 20s, um, you had leaded pipes. Yeah. Know so about you were that. getting lead in the pipe. And even after that, the, um, solder that they used in the water pipes was made of lead. So it's just amazing the amount of uh, the, the amount of areas we can get it from, especially if you have deficiencies in zinc or calcium and or even iron. This will increase the absorption or uptake of lead into the body. Hmm. And I was also reading something the other day. Um, it was actually a, a website that called... Uh, rarediseases.org, which for anybody that wants to go into a lot more reading depth about heavy metals and all the different kinds, this was an excellent site for that. But they talk specifically about um, the United States and what mostly is impacting uh, people in the United States in terms of lead, mercury, and these other metals. And they made a point that, similar to the one you just made, that in the United States, that imported plates and cookware have not been pro- many of which have not been properly coated to avoid the heavy, keep, prevent the heavy metals from leaching out. And so I'm assuming that many of the, those plates and cookware are coming from obviously from outside the area like Taiwan or I don't know about Japan, but, but in China. So, it, you know, the bottom line here is that there's so many different ways that we can accumulate over numbers and numbers of years through our lifetime accumulate mercury, lead, and all these other things that we're not even aware of. And it, it's so important for people to, to Google, to come to our workshops, which one of which we're having um, a week from today. I'll make a little plug. A week from today, we're going much more in-depth on heavy metals, and that's at the Best Western Capitola by the Sea. Um, and we'll, we'll be talking from 10 to 11.30 and doing some other things that we'll talk about in a little bit. But just so important for everyone to educate themselves on this, especially when you, if you're a nursing mother or you're pregnant, or you're up in our area of life where we've had so many years of accumulation. Um, what do they call us? The mercury generation? Is that the, yeah. the, the term? Yeah. Yeah, we're not millennials. We're mercury generation. <laughs> exactly. You know, and there's also, and, and I just want to let you know, in the last segment of the show, we're going to be talking about what you can do about it. And, you know, we don't want to just paint a picture and leave you no. hanging. No, we're all about solutions and, and education. Yeah, I was just at a seminar this morning with a bunch of uh, healthcare professionals in San Francisco, and the underlying lying theme is that patients these days want answers. They don't want to go in and blindly ask or be told what to do. They want to look around and, and get the information themselves. So that's one of the reasons, Carol, you and I decided to do this show, yeah. was to try to help people have choices in their health care. Which really leads us to the, the, the source of, of many of the chronic diseases and illnesses. Yes, it's, it may start with, in, in the case of our topic today, heavy metals, but the heavy metals are also creating something called cellular inflammation, right. which starts that whole ball rolling um, in terms of, oh, my achy joints or, oh, my hormones are maladjusted or whatever. And then before you know it, we, we have a real chronic illness or disease. And yes, it may have started with our absorption of heavy metals, but those he- toxins like heavy metals are creating this thing that, that you've become an expert on, which is cellular inflammation. Yeah. And, it, well, you know, you bring up a great point about... Um, just the accumulation of these and and any um, mothers out there or expectant mothers or want to be mothers you need to understand that the time to detoxify is before you get pregnant Uh, one of the seminars that we were at recently they were talking a lot about the fact that you have this transgenerational um, exposure to heavy metals and not only heavy metals but toxins and glyphosate usually will affect the second generation more than the first ddt all these things that are stuck in our bodies get um 
given to the baby. We know that there's 278 different toxins that go through the the mother to the baby. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're really looking at encouraging, expecting mothers to get themselves tested first. There's a way to test yourself for heavy metals. There's yeah. there's not a really there's no perfect test, but there are some that are by far a lot better than others. Yeah, and and I know that we're going to mention some specific tests um, in a bit that can be done and how we can help in that area. But I'd like to f- fill in with just a couple of questions, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, so th- this is all about how we develop cellular information mm-hmm. which is causing so many problems for so many people i mean i'm i'm working with with patients who who have it as a personal coach and you're you're also treating them and then sending them to me to work with them as a personal coach but we see this every single day with people who walk in and oh i've tried this i've tried this cleanse i've tried this detox i've tried this med i've tried this natural solution i feel better for a while and then i crash again and then i try something else and i feel better for a while and then i crash again and and because of the work that you've done and mentoring with with people like Dr. Pompa, we've learned that it's really comes down to fixing the cells. Yeah, fix the cell to get well. That's right. our our statement of the day. Right. So and and the thing is that when you have something like heavy metals in your body, they're going to attract other substances, other chemicals, bacteria, viruses, unfriendly ones, and even molds that are going to get into your body around those heavy metals and they're going to cause the cell wall to become inflamed. When the cell walls, we have something like 72 billion or trillion Trillion, cells in our body. And those are the only part of us that are alive. And they need to get hormones, communicate via the cell wall to the inside of the cell so that we can continue to exist. And there's something in there called DNA. I'm sure we all heard about that. When your cell walls get inflamed, it's going to affect life because those cells can't operate correctly. And if you just imagine, I can explain cellular inflammation this way, any um, buddy who's been born in, in California has probably had poison oak at one time in their life or known somebody. And when you get it bad enough, your whole face blows up and then your eyes just swell shut. So you have eyes you just can't see. Right. That's what happens to the cells with with the toxins, whether they're heavy metals or chemicals or all these other, even glyphosate, which is what Roundup is, and or the whole big conversation about gluten. Gluten has been modified so much in our lifetime that it causes inflammation in the cells as well. So nothing works well. Insulin, we probably all know about insulin. When somebody becomes a diabetic, they're pancreas, this organ in the body, can't produce enough, so you end up having to get some medically induced insulin in your body to try to push that sugar into the cell. Well, why don't you just take the inflammation out of the cell so the body can do what it's supposed to do? Right. And I love the way when you when you have a chance to draw it on a piece of paper, I love the way that you draw it and you explain that um, I have a picture in my mind of kind of like an amoeba, you know, with all the little tentacles coming off of it. But each one of those is a receptor. And these receptors are like doors that open or shut. And you talk about the fact that when that cell swells up or becomes inflamed because of this toxic overload, the doors can stick open. They can shut and not open. Um, And now you're talking about the actual cell function itself. The cell... I mean, I love talking about cells, even though it has nothing to do with my musical background, but it's a fascinating topic because they're they're little life entities, right? And all they're doing is trying to survive and survive well. And all of a sudden they get bombarded by these things like heavy metals or all these other toxins we've talked about. And, and, and they can't even open their door. They can't communicate with the outside world the way that they need to 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 function well. And, and really as... as you talk about it, um, fix the cell to get well, but it's also that the body can heal itself. That's right. But if, but if the environment is doing things to it, or we're putting food in our bodies that are doing things to these cells to prevent them from functioning, we are actually ourselves as beings <laughs> causing those cells to, to stop functioning as optimally as they should so that they can heal the body. And then what happens? 
all sorts of things go wrong. Yeah, and you look at the health of our country right now. We're rated 50th in the world That's for health, scary, yeah. and we take 50% of the medications sold in the world. But those medications are being created to actually help with symptoms. They're covering up symptoms. They're not getting to the cause of the problem. So the cause of the problem is cellular inflammation. Look it up on Time, you know, Time Magazine, right. the Health News. They're all talking about, like the Mayo Clinic, all these people are saying inflammation Chronic inflammation is causing chronic disease. Well, if chronic disease is making America sick, what do you do? Treat the diseases with more medication? Sometimes you have to because they've waited too long. But wouldn't it make a lot more sense just to get to the thing that's causing this, the chronic inflammation? Right, right. Where's the inflammation? It's in the cell. Fix the cell to get well. So we have a way to help get the cells well. Now, quite honestly, sometimes people come in so severely sick, they've tried everything on the planet. Yeah. And they come in with all these amazing diseases that they name. And they are so used to seeing something on TV that says they're going to be fixed. Yeah. And it takes a while. But if I cut my hand, my, within two to three days, my hand will heal. There's thousands of, of processes that go on to make that hand heal. Your body can heal itself. It doesn't need any help. It just doesn't need any d interference. Right. So we're going to teach you how to get the interference out of your body so that your cells can heal well. And again, another plug for the, the live event because what what uh, we are doing is we obviously we're doing these radio shows to educate people but we only have so much time to do that and so we like to follow it up a few days later with a live event so that anyone that's listening can actually come and come to a live event hear you present have a chance to ask questions get the answers they want um, and we are doing this one on heavy metals a week from today the 17th of uh, february on a saturday 10 in the morning till 11.30 so people can be out by 12 and doing whatever they want to do for the rest of the day. Um, we are going to give people an opportunity to fill out um, a short toxicity questionnaire, not the full one that we, we do in your practice, but a, a survey so people can actually come, anyone who's interested and about this topic and wants to see how toxic they are, they can come and do a short survey and, and actually go home knowing, okay, I'm heavily toxic, I'm not as toxic as I thought, or I'm medium toxic, and we also are giving people an opportunity to sign up to actually get uh, tested, and we're going to be talking in the next segment about some of the tests that we do. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short break again, and uh, thank you. We'll be right back. Dr. Duncan McCollum leads a three-month True Cellular Detox program, both in-person and remotely. This program is backed by the leading doctors and experts with health centers of the future. If you are interested in learning more and signing up for his next course offering or signing up individually with Dr. McCollum, please send his team an email at info at or call his office at 831-459-9990. Hi, it's Carol Montgomery again, and I'm starting out with the recap that I like to do before each segment. So today we've been talking about heavy metals, specifically mercury and lead. And uh, then we wanted to also talk about where they come from, how they get into the body, the types of illnesses and chronic diseases that they can, they can cause. Um, Dr. McCollum, you went over all of that. And what it came down to is that heavy metals along with other toxins that our body's been bombarded with over all the years that we've been alive um, causes this condition called cellular inflammation. And cellular inflammation is really the source um, as we're finding out more and more from the, the medical and scientific community of many of the diseases that are out there today and just chronic conditions overall. And this is really a a phenomena of toxic overload in the cells themselves where they become inflamed and they just can't function properly. And when the cells don't function properly, we get sick. We're not well. Um, we talked about the symptoms and also uh, spoke a little bit about um, your story. You, mm -hmm. you told your story and, and I have one too, although I never 
can't remember anyway if I fell out of a tree. I did fall off a horse, but I didn't fall <laughs> out of a tree. Um, but I, I have a story that's just a few years old, <laughs> though I think it came about for many years of being exposed to things. Um, you know my story, of course, but I do like to tell it. And really, it's, um, I think, what was it, about 2006, um, and I was in my <clears throat> um, late 50s, <laughs> uh, and I just started not to feel well. I mean, it was year over year, I'd started to, you know, gain a few pounds and like, oh, I'm getting into those older years. I guess I'm going to start putting on weight. And then year over year, I'd be a little, little more tired, started to develop sleep issues. And then I moved back to the East Coast uh, from, from here. And all of a sudden, things just started to pile up on me. And my body just got worse and worse and worse. It kind of was this um, slow burn effect, you know, it went bodies starting to go south slowly and all of a sudden it was just this dive into the deep waters. And I could barely walk up two steps, literally. I had heart palpitations, um, just walking down the street, walking my dog. It got to a point where I maybe had two to four hours of energy in a day, zero stamina. Uh, and long story short, I went to a number of um, medical doctors, naturopaths, a wellness clinic, and everybody had their theory. My tests were all normal. And I remember having the conver a conversation with the medical doctor who did my last round of tests. He said, well, you know, it all looks average for your age. And I said, I came to you because I'm a wreck. You can <laughs> see I'm a wreck. Oh, I can see you're a wreck. Yeah, I can see that. I said, but what, you can't say that this, this is normal. It's not normal. I can't function. He said, well, we're just going to have to do a lot more tests. And I went, okay, I, I can't deal with this. So, um, again, in the end, what I discovered is I had um, a viral condition. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. My hormones were completely out of whack. I mean, I, I, it got to a point where the list was so long, I would joke with people that my body had just decided to go psycho. And that's, hmm. and I, 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 I was one of these people that I would try a certain thing, a certain protocol, a certain cleanse, a certain of this, certain of that. And I, I would go, oh my God, I, it's over. I feel so much better. And then within three months, boom it would crash again. And this went on and on and on until about, oh my gosh, 2015, 2016. And then I uh, had another chiropractor uh, back on the East Coast uh, properly diagnosed me with the a specific virus I had and put me on a protocol and actually worked with me um, to, to a point where I could function maybe four to six hours a day. And I thought that was normal. I thought that was the best it was ever going to be, that I was never going to be able to go back to how I felt in my 40s or my 30s, that this is how I was going to feel the rest of my life. And I had to accept that four to six hours must... I used to tell people, you have a window of opportunity with me, and that's four to six hours, right? That's not... no way to live. And then I came out here. Um, I met you, came in to be a chiropractic patient, uh, you introduced me to this cellular, in, cellular inflammation program, which I shouldn't say quickly. Uh, and I didn't want to do it because I, as you know, said... You weren't going to do it. I, that's right. <laughs> I refused to do it <laughs> because I had had enough of supplements. I, I actually reached a point where I didn't believe that anything could help me because I had tried everything, I thought. Um, but then I started to look at the science behind this program and uh, study and, and look at what uh, people like Dr. Pompa, who created the program, talked about. And I went, you know what? There's something about this, this, this whole concept of cellular inflammation and the cells swelling up and not being able to function and how that can um, mess up the hormones. It started to make sense to me. And I thought, you know, I like the science. What have I got to lose? Nothing. I can't get anywhere. So I did the program, and here I am. I'm, I'm functioning normally. It's been, what, seven, eight months. I feel great. I haven't felt this good in, in 40 years, and it's a long story, but I, I had to tell it. Um, and so I think the, now that I've told my story, there was something that came out of it, which is a question um, that I have for you. It's just a term that I hear a lot about, and I think others have heard heard it uh, too, but I would like you to describe it a little better because it does relate to 
toxins getting into the brain. And that's this thing called the blood-brain barrier. What, what exactly is it and what does it do? That's a great question. The blood-brain barrier is uh, simply a barrier that protects your brain. And um, it, certain substances are supposed to get into the brain and some aren't. And as our bodies evolved over the ages, there was just, you know, the natural substances in our environment that were kept out of our brain and, and we stayed healthy that way. But as we've developed over 83,000 chemicals by now, um, this, this, some of these chemicals can get through the blood-brain barrier um, the way it was normally built. But now with the advent of things like glyphosate and other toxins, it's actually damaging the blood-brain barrier, which is just like, let's say it's cellophane over a brain. Mm-hmm. and But there's small pores in there that certain things can or get like through. Like pinholes, I guess. Like yeah. a, you know, tiny Swiss cheese or something. Exactly. Yeah. Think of a small sieve. And, yeah. you know, certain good, things are supposed analogy. to get into the brain and certain things are not. Well, with some of the chemicals that have damaged our brain, and some of it, quite honestly, is stuff we do to ourselves. Yeah. The foods we eat, um, you know, we drink too much alcohol, some of the other things that we have, may have encountered in the <laughs> 60s and 70s. Exactly. <laughs> it's totally by accident, <laughs> That's of right. Yeah. But what happens is this small sieve becomes a bigger sieve. Mm. And so not only are these small chemicals getting in, but the heavy metals are getting in. Molds have been getting into our brains forever. It's been, they've been written about since time immemorial. And all these things damage our brain. We've heard about brain fog. I've suffered from brain fog. I have too. Thank God that doing this cleanse has actually gotten so much of the toxins out of my brain that I can actually remember why I walk to my room now. <laughs> <laughs> and where do those keys go? Oh, I remember where the keys are now. It's true. I mean, <laughs> it it's, true. It's, it's pretty amazing that once you start to reverse some of these toxins in your, out of your body, your, your body starts to do well. <laughs> One thing about the blood-brain barrier that I want to mention, and because over almost 50% of our population is overweight or obese, um, there's so much insulin in our body and we are being told to eat six meals a day, eat small meals six times a day. That's what we've been told to do. Mm-hmm. And actually, every time you put something in your mouth, it, it creates an insulin rush in your body. Your cells have become so uh, resistant to insulin. It's kind of like well, your mother's sitting over there, but, you know, she starts telling you what to do and pretty soon she's yelling and yelling and yelling and you're still not paying attention. And I tune out, right. <laughs> but, she's laughing, okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> but what happens is your cells can no longer hear the insulin either. It's the same thing. Mm. But now that excess insulin in our body is getting into our brain and it's creating something called diabetes type 3. Ah. So diabetes type 3 is too much insulin in the brain. It has another word called Alzheimer's disease. So diabetes type 3 is something that uh, they think that by the year 2050, probably one out of three people are going to have Alzheimer's because of the way things are going. So, you know, I think um, it's Albert Einstein that said, you know, first, if you continue to do the same thing and expect a different result, you're kind of nuts, right? Right, I don't know if he said it that way. But so if we look at the way things are going, and if you've tried everything in the world and you still don't feel well, like Carol, you were saying that your blood work looked great. Yeah. Medications can make your blood work look good, but you could still feel lousy. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to fix the cell. We have to get to the cause of the problem. And that's really what we're looking at when we work with the cellular inflammation. Again, Dr. Daniel Pompa is the world leader in this area. Yes. And I'm one of his you know, students, there's about 40 of us on the planet that work at a very high level with him. And I'm so privileged to be one of them. And you've actually gone to the seminars with me. Oh, just fabulous. And the people he brings in to speak is just incredible. So in the time that we have left, um, let's talk a little bit about the type types of tests um, that, that you offer um, that can be done in the office. There's a specific heavy metal test too mm-hmm. um, that... Uh, that you work with, um, but I think the testing is really important, and they and they can be done so easily, so that anyone tuning in who wants to do a simple test, do the survey, um, can actually 
either call us or arrive next Saturday and and sign up and, and get these tests done. So do you want to talk a couple yeah. minutes about that? And first and foremost, I want to say that usually when people come into our office, they've been tested up one side and down yeah, the other. Well, they bring in <clears throat> they bring in all their MRIs and CAT scans yeah. and, you know, buckets of vitamins. And one thing that we want to do, just so you know, is we don't ever want to keep anybody on a vitamin more than a month. Sometimes we have to rotate them, but this is just on a side. Your body gets so used to them. I have people that have been come in that they've been on the same vitamins for 20 years and they still feel terrible. Well, that vitamin quit working about 19 years ago. The <laughs> body just mellowed out to it. Now, mm. you know, for all of you that are seeing practitioners, I, the, you got awesome people out there trying to help you. Go talk to them about this. But we know that when you rotate different type of supplements, your body's going to do a lot better. Our goal is to get you so that you don't really need to be on mm-hmm. supplements. Right. And it's regulating itself. But that being said, the, you know, the heavy metal test that we recommend, it's a, called a, um, it's a urine test. And it's um, one where we actually kind of mix the pond up. Yeah. And we have you take a substance that provokes getting the heavy metals out of your hiding places. So if I went to a pond and it was a beautiful pond and the water was crystal clear on top and I dipped a little water out of that, that pond water would look probably perfect. But if I went and I spun up all the muck on the bottom and got the water really dirty and then tested it, I'd have a whole other story. I'd know what they've been spraying on those fields for years because it would be in layers on the bottom. So when we do a heavy metal test, we want to really know that we're looking at the real stuff. So now we don't always recommend that to everybody. Yes. Some people come in and go, I want this. Mm-hmm. And other times we go, no matter what, we gotta, we, we're going to work on getting these things mm-hmm. handled anyway. So that's one. The other one is a really uh, basic urine test, but it gives us so much information. I wish they did this at uh, some of the labs in town. Yeah, I do too, because yeah. it is so simple to do. Yeah, it's called the meta-oxy mm-hmm. urine test. And basically it looks for cellular oxidation. So key, because if your cells are inflamed, they're being oxidized. This is like when, you know, you go out to the car grandpa used to drive and it's Mm -hmm. been sitting out in the lot for 20 years and you take your fingers and you run your fingers across it, all that paint comes off. That's oxidation. That's what oxygen does to the paint on the car. Well, the toxins, whether they're heavy metals, chemicals, um, molds, bacteria, parasites, any of that stuff that damages the cell wall is going to oxidize it. So the the urine test we do measures how much of that is in your urine, telling us how badly your cells are being damaged or broken down. Yeah, and then there's the the other one, the optic nerve. Yeah, Dr. Shoemaker, um, if you look him up, Dr. Shoemaker, he's the leading authority on molds and how molds affect our health and our body. And uh, through all of his research and all his years of study, he came up with a, you know a, a amazing understanding that the optic nerve is the is the most direct way into the brain. So by measuring different um, contrasts that your eye can see, we can determine, or Dr. Shoemaker's test can determine what kind of possible toxins, molds, heavy metals are actually affecting or in your brain. So it's a it's a visual test. We do it in our office. Mm-hmm. It takes what ten minutes, yeah, maybe. Yeah, ten minutes. But it's going to give us a really good blueprint of where you're at. So all of this and a real clear history. I mean, if you grew up on a farm, I mm. I remember going down to my mother's family were cotton farmers. And as a kid in the winter, we'd go down, or summer, we'd sit on the back of the tractor with a, a wand filled with DDT in it. And we'd spray yeah, the weeds yeah. as we went by. And we'd spray each other because it was fun, you know. And my cousin died of lung cancer, mm. unfortunately, years ago as a very young lady. And, um, you know, you just look at some of the things that are going on in our country. And it makes you really, really aware that our health we are we're in charge of our health. Yeah, nobody are, else. We, you, and me are in charge for your health and mine. Right. And I think if there's just one thing that we can impinge on everybody listening, it's that you have the power 
to take charge of your own health. You have the power to, to come in and do these simple tests. Um, and what I love about these tests is that they are so simple. So you can come in, you can do them, and fill out the, the, the long toxicity questionnaire that we have that goes over your lifetime. But you learn so much in a very short period of time about, about your body, and you don't have to wait two weeks or whatever for a lab test to come back. You can do these simple tests and right there and then go, oh my gosh, here's my level of toxicity. Now, we know it's not, it's not perfect, right? But when you take all that data together, you have a clear indication of what's going on inside your body. And then you're, you're there with someone who can actually help you address it and, and fix the cell to get well. Yeah. So I want to make one more plug for for our um, workshop because we've had we had a, a great group of people um, for the last one we had uh, very interactive you did a great job um, we do give everybody a chance to get their questions answered um, and this next one that we have coming up we do want to give people a chance to sign up for these tests um, to do the toxicity questionnaire to learn everything that they want to know or maybe would like not to know, but need to know. <laughs> yeah. um, so we do want to thank everybody for listening and, and hope that um, we've educated you. You've learned a little bit more today about this area that you didn't know before. And especially that you've learned that there is a solution to this and that you can start doing something about it right away. Yeah. And just in closing, if any of you are on Facebook, we have a closed group on there called Health Rebels health rebels so if you go in and want to join health rebels we have a lot of information coming out we have a great group of people that are striving to get healthier and you can ask questions on there it's a great support group and so we'd love to have you join our group health rebels yeah and hello to all our facebook live people too hello hello hello, hello. hi mom <laughs> she's sitting there so for those of you that are interested in registering for the workshop next Saturday, again, it's from 10 to 11.30 at the Best Western Capitola by the Sea on 41st Avenue. The uh, website where you can go, it's actually an event page, but where you can go to register is Cali Health Solutions, C-A-L-I, Health solutions.com calihealthsolutions.com you can register right there if you have any questions you can call us at our office at 831-459-9990 thank you thanks have a great day this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach.